welcome to the marvelous Miss Maisie. This week we are talking about Captain America. Captain America. I do want to acknowledge something uh, that we are uh, talking about a movie about American heroism in war uh, while this whole Afghanistan thing is going yeah. on. Yeah. So mu- uh, uh, must be noted that you need to set a movie like this in the ol- in the only time where a war was justified by <laughs> Americans. Right. And like, even at that, the Americans did kind of enter into that war kind of late. Questionable. Oh, yeah. We were, we, oh, were yeah. we were twiddling our thumbs for a hot decade. Yeah. It's like, it's like when someone in the group project comes in and makes a title page right before you have to submit it and is like, yes, I got an A. I was a part of this. I'm America. Thanks. Teach. Okay. <laughs> So Captain America, uh, 2011 film, the fifth fifth film, okay, (laughs) the fifth film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, director Joe Johnson, who did not return to direct any of the other movies, he just kind of did that, he he directed The Rocketeer, I believe, which is a a great old movie, if anyone's looking for something cool to watch, Uh, starring Chris Evans, Chris Evans' debut Mm -hmm. as... Uh, a thirst America. trap captain america thirst trap cap that's what we call Thirst it. trap cap <laughs> he this is his second time playing a marvel character he was previously johnny storm aka the human torch in the fantastic four movies johnny storm damn johnny storm. glad to meet yeah that's hysterical <laughs> to me okay so wait what was that movie and why was he asked to read so there's no connection between no these connection. two characters so they just were like yeah you know we need another person to play this how about someone we've already cast before it was like you know i think like seven or eight years previously and okay. it was a series that people didn't really glom onto okay. they were very, was, it was part of that era where it was very like kitty like i okay. i think of the fantastic four movies as like children's films okay and that kind of seems to be before the marvel cinematic universe really became what it's like it's thematic presence is today in american yes. cinema yeah it is definitely okay. you know uh, a bit more um and like daredevil i would also era. put in that too, Daredevil, right? <laughs> Daredevil, I would just call a bad movie, but it yeah. is in that era of when they were still kind of figuring it out, like right after Spider Man blew up, the the uh, Tobey Maguire Spider Man blew up. Oh yes, and the X Men movies were blowing up when they were like, "Well, we gotta make everything, we gotta," and then it was just throwing shit at the wall, and Fantastic Four stuck enough to get a sequel, but um, yeah, Chris Evans. So does Chris uh, is Chris Evans in the sequel then as well? He's in the sequel, yeah. There are two Fantastic Four movies, and he plays Johnny Storm, the Human Torch, okay. in both of them. Okay. But he also plays... Okay. Well, all right, Marvel. Questionable decision. We're really busying it up early with stuff yeah. that does not really matter. Like the PowerPoint uh, but yeah, we, deck we, we... that uh, casting brought to the meeting just had a couple <laughs> slides of Chris Evans, and they were like, okay, we get it. We get it, Barbara. You want to see Chris Evans again. He's a, okay, sure, we'll put him in this one and in all of them moving forward. But Chris Evans is in this. Uh, we have our villain turn by Hugo Weaving. Um, terrifying. And then supporting, terrifying, yeah. Really, uh, I like the makeup work on it is excellent. I mean, Red Skull is a is the Captain America villain. Yeah. Like uh, that, 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 that 
like Joker to Batman uh, in a lot of ways. Yeah, they did. They really went comic accurate with the with the face. They they truly put that prosthesis to work. And oh, yeah. Hugo Weaving uh, kind of famously did not like being in this movie, kind of a la Natalie Portman. Uh, and yeah, I can see why you get it. You have him sit in a makeup chair for hours and hours and hours just so he could say shit like, we have good things going, Captain. And then <laughs> just Dr. Like the Zola. Just like, like Jim are we gonna talk? Are we gonna talk the Grinch every? We need a segment need of a... relating everything to the Grinch. Okay, relating everything. We, perfect. Before we get into the cast, because I have some thoughts, as sure. I often do. Let me hear your main thoughts. Has this movie uh, improved since the last time you saw it, or uh, or what are your thoughts? What are you thinking of it? Because this, so far, I think this is my favorite that I've seen other than like the charmingness of Iron Man one. And I know we had our qualms, qualms with that, but I liked this movie a lot. Yeah. I thought it was, I, I, I think it, it chugs along nicely. It's got a style to it uh, yeah. where the other ones kind of seem generic. And then, like I said, uh, later on, they all kind of blend style wise. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I, yeah, I really like this one. I think that it's got a lot going for it. It's a real connective tissue kind of thing. And I think it benefits from being, set so far in the past so it doesn't bog itself down with setup and right and connections to other stuff it just exists uh yeah yeah i there are some parts that i'm like that i think drag a little bit but for the most part it's pretty action-packed there's action like throughout the movie yeah. um, love the action-packed brought by the thirst trap cat yeah thirst trap cat in the action pack you <laughs> go now have an action snack um <laughs> Tommy Lee Jones is also in this movie. Tommy Lee Jones plays uh, what he should be playing at every movie, which is a a, a, a war colonel, war, a war colonel. colonel, a warman. Uh, he guy is so good stuff, in this movie. Being toxically masculine and oh yeah, oh, oh yeah, beautiful. We love we love Tommy Lee, uh, and then we have Haley Atwell uh, as Peggy Carter, um, Agent Carter. Uh, Babs is what I called her throughout this movie, even though her Babs? name is not Babs. But I was like, come <laughs> on, Babs. You got it, Babs. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do overall think that this is a, this is a good one. I'm, I'm glad to hear that you, you enjoyed it a lot. Preconceptions about Captain America. What did you know about Captain America going into this? Uh, it's kind of, it's, he's one of the big three for Marvel. If Marvel's big three is Iron Man, Thor, Captain America. Um, yeah. Yeah, I did know that it was uh, like kind of a more historical take um, based off the title. I did know that this was the first Avenger. Uh, um, what else did I know? Honestly, I, I anticipated this guy being like uh, America's soldier, but I also hadn't heard anything about like the co-stars of this movie. Um, like previously, I kind of knew about Gwyneth Paltrow being in Iron Man and this and that. Um, but I honestly didn't know much about what Captain America was other than America's soldier. Yeah. And I think I honestly, this is something I want to mention about the movie is I think it does a pretty good job of not being overly or overtly nationalistic or jingoistic. Um, uh, it, it definitely does do that kind of thing, but it's tongue in cheek. They have like a whole montage where, he Captain America is literally a propaganda figure. 
right. that's how he started in this movie. So I think they do a good job of, and throughout the series, of having it be Captain America, where it's not, America is number one, the best ever. This is our guy. Right. It's just his name. It doesn't really start off as a propaganda thing, though. I feel like it starts with them trying to do this serum thing, which is the same as every other movie, specifically the Incredible sure. Hulk. Um, sure. But then, but I'm saying I'm saying more the the costume and the 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 like the Captain America oh, yes. character yeah. is mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, let's get going on the plot. Um, and for those of you who are listening from home and watching these movies through with us, we just go through the plot step by step. Tim reads it out. I talk about my thoughts and we go from there. Beautiful. Uh, so in the present day, scientists in the Arctic uncover an old frozen aircraft. Uh, that's the first sentence and that's all they have on that. So. I guess they, they, they find that they find the aircraft, they, they go down into it and they uncover a frozen Captain America shield and they're like, my God, call it in. It's very uh, uh, reminiscent of the beginning of Titanic where all the scientists are uh, putting the robot and there's a little fish that swims by and then the guy in the Watchmen shirt is like, you're not gonna believe this boss, an actress, an actress. I've seen that movie way too many times. <laughs> Proceed. Okay. You're doing great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's a lot like the Grinch. They're in the Arctic. There's a uh, there's snowflakes. Uh, in March, <laughs> don't force in March, it. <laughs> in March 1942, Nazi Lieutenant General Johann Schmidt and his men steal a mysterious relic called the Tesseract, which possesses untold godly powers from the town of Tonsberg in German-occupied Norway. This is the second time we've seen Tonsberg in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It's a little connection yes. to Thor. The Tesseract was kept on Earth by Odin. Uh, so that is uh, they of There's there. a little reference to Odin in there, but also mm -hmm. uh, we got a great little cameo from Walder Frey slash from Walder Argus Belch from yep. Harry Potter, who's just like, I'm in the Tesseract. <laughs> <laughs> Great impression, really Thank good. You. Like, you will not find it. Ah. You're gonna go hide it in the Chamber of Secrets and my little kitty cat is going to, I don't know. I haven't I, read those books in a while, seen the movies, I don't know. I love the, the insistence that he has with the other guy where he's just like, they will never find it. And <laughs> they, they immediately find it. <laughs> Famous last words, bucko. Uh, but we got an introduction, uh, an introduction to Johann Schmidt, a villain. Uh, I think this is a hammy ass role, and I, 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 there's something about I, you know, I grew up watching Indiana Jones, and there's something about just a highfalutin, you know, well kept German who is evil as fuck that this, I'm on board for immediately. This villain, I wrote down in my notes. Uh, reminds me so much of the bad guy from that Indiana Jones movie. Mm. And uh, also the bad guy from uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. And also yeah. Darth Maul. Wait. Uh, what? Wait, wait. How many, are those the three movies that you've seen? And How the Grinch Stole Christmas with Jim Carrey. <laughs> really reminds me of Def Jeffrey Tambor's mayor from... <laughs> 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 yeah, I, 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 I love, I just love Hugo Weaving's performance in this movie. It's just very, 
oh, it's just over the top and it's it's nice. And it's such a, he, I feel like his accent is weird. Like it's yeah. German, but it's like, hey, hello. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. But also compared ah, to Stanley Tucci's, Stanley Tucci's German accent is horrible in this. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's, it's bad. It's very cartoonish. But yeah. this one's cartoonish in like a better yeah. way. All right. Uh, in New York City, Steve Rogers is rejected for World War II military recruitment due to his various health and physical problems. I wanted to ask you if you knew that there was tiny boy CGI Chris Evans in this movie. I had no idea. And I <laughs> almost I almost turned it off because I was like, wait a second, what? Because it's so <laughs> uncomfortable to watch... <laughs> Little baby, little baby Chris Evans' face on some, it's, like, 11-year-old boy's body traipsing around this uh, World's Fair. Being like, yeah, let me into the army, even though I have emphysema. Or something. I, I, it doesn't, it doesn't look great. And, and I don't know if it doesn't look great because it's, like, bad CGI or just... We all know what Chris Evans right, looks like. Right, right. And, and to see that with less of a chin and the collarbone and the, yeah you know, like the chin it, that is something he looked like what i would have tried to make my face look like on microsoft paint if a picture of me was posted on facebook in 2011 he looks like it like like in your dreams when you picture someone you don't know oh yeah <laughs> you're like oh the face is off there a little bit i don't know they look like have you ever seen like deep fakes that kind of stop working occasionally no. uh they're like that's what it feels like it feels okay. like a deep deep fake where it's just like oh why is chris have his head on this poor child uh. wait what is deep fake isn't that from uh the watergate nope not watergate what is a deep oh fake? <laughs> you're thinking of deep throat no uh, i'm not you are thinking of deep throat <laughs> oh that was that was his name wasn't it yeah no i guess yes it is but what's a deep fake a deep fake is uh, it's a thing with technology now where you can map a celebrity. Uh, it's usually oh, yes. for celebrities, but like a celebrity's face or anyone's face on to anyone else's face for a thing. It's cool. kind of uh, horrifying, I guess, in a lot of ways if we don't think about it too much. Yeah. But he looks like a deep fake. Yeah. Did they change his voice at all or was it the same voice? Because I would have liked maybe a little Alvin and the Chipmunks moment just to establish just, that he's young and weak. Just tweak up the, the, yeah, the, the pitch. The, the pitch a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't I don't think they did. I think he's yeah, he's just him. They just had okay. him. I don't know. I, I, I was I wanted to read up a little bit on the technology and how they did it, but it was very just simply um, face mapping and they they had them uh, a a stand-in and yeah and, oh, it was just and it looks creepy fucking creepy yeah, yeah it definitely it's weird. does yeah uh while, while attending an exhibition of future technologies world's fair with his best friend sergeant james bucky barnes bucky rogers barnes. again attempts to, to enlist so bucky we, we met his best friend bucky we thoughts on bucky at all bucky bucky boy uh <laughs> his, his name is james buchanan barnes but it's bucky barnes bucky Barnes. great we we love the alliterative yes. comic book names bucky there barnes. she is pepper Potts. bucky burns um yeah i honestly i'll be real with you i got mixed up with bucky and uh uh what's his name tony hawk howard stark i got mixed tony, up with howard tony hawk <laughs> 
Howard Stark and Bucky Barnes are like both brunette white men, and I got mixed brunette, up with them. But yeah, yeah. So okay, so that was <laughs> all right. Well, one of them dies uh, later. Mm-hmm. Rogers attempts to enlist again, overhearing Rogers' conversation with Barnes about representing his country in the war. Doctor Abraham Erskine, played by Stanley Tucci, allows yeah, Rogers to enlist. Um, Despite how bad his accent is, I still like his performance, if that makes yeah. sense. He's a good... It's Tucci. It's the Tucci. Yeah, it's, we... uh, it's the Stanley Tucci. I, I had a little bit of, uh, like, taking, taking someone under his wing because he sees the potential a la Devil Wears Prada. Good, your loins. Mm-hmm. But I also was like, this is a nice little, like, oh, someone sees potential in this little boy. Yeah, it's uh, the first little bit of hope that Steve Rogers yeah. gets into. And he gets that little line about, uh, do you want to kill Nazis? And he's like, is this a test? Yes. <laughs> I don't want to kill anyone. I just don't like bullies. I'm I don't Captain like America. bullies. <laughs> <laughs> he also, uh, there was a scene where he just gets the crap kicked out of him in an alley. Yes. By a guy after the, the movie theater. And yeah, he holds up guy. the trash can as a shield. Yeah. And it's like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. And then there was one other, like, when he gets into the army, one other, like, blonde dude American that, like, I think is going to be evil throughout the movie, but it just ends up being like, oh, I'm not the center of attention anymore. This little twerp is. And yeah, it's, a, re- it's a real uh, uh, red herring where you're like, oh, is he going to do something bad? And it's yes. like, no, we were. he was just in the movie to be a douchebag. Yeah, 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 yeah. Next to Captain America. Yes. Uh, he is recruited into the Strategic Scientific Reserve as a part of a suture, super soldier experiment under Erskine, Colonel Chester Phillips, played by uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones, and British agent Peggy Carter. Babs! Haley Atwell. Babs. Yes. Peggy Babs Carter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Phillips is unconvinced by Erskine's claims that Rogers is the right person for the procedure. We get a whole uh, training camp montage where we see Steve Rogers sucking at the army. Uh, he relents after seeing Rogers jump on a grenade to save his comrades, unaware that it is a test. Yeah, so he's like a good, good boy, does the right thing. Mm-hmm. We love to see it. We get a fun little scene of them being like, if you get that flag, then you can ride back with Agent Carter. Oh, yeah. No one's ever gotten that flag in 18 years. And he just pulls the thing out of the pole. And it's just like, work smarter, not harder. And yeah. I'm all for that scene of him being like, oh, he's a clever guy. But also, uh, should you want to be having this guy do some push-ups or yeah. like get him on a weight training program? Yeah, like, I mean, why, even... is, why are we rewarding? Like, oh no, you don't get to run the rest of the way, even though you are the smallest person in the history right. of the world. And especially when you line that movie up, that scene with the scene in Mulan and she just gets to the friggin' top and throws the flag down. Like she did yeah. it. She put in the work She in went Mulan. up and did it. You get yeah. the thought of like, oh, is Steve Rogers gonna, or it's gonna be like a Mulan thing where yeah. he learns and slowly bit by bit and it's perseverance is just like, no, you're all dumb army boys and yeah. I'm Captain America. And if you look closely, Harvey Firestein is also a little cartoon soldier in Captain America. No, he's not. He, I'm sorry. No. <laughs> That's for Mulan. <laughs> I would like, oh God, are there any? No, I don't think there are any 
other movies that I've seen. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Uh, The night before the treatment, Erskine reveals to Rogers that Schmidt underwent the procedure prematurely and suffered permanent side effects. So we learn that Schmidt is did get the serum uh, and he does have super soldierish powers, but something went something awry. Went something went awry. Did you know, I mean, I guess you saw the poster probably before click and play, but did you, were you aware that he was at one point going to be ripping his face off and revealing? No, that was, uh, that was jarring. However, when there was that scene where he was getting a portrait done and you couldn't see him, like yeah. he was in a shadow, that's just one of those things where I'm like, oh, something is to be beheld. <laughs> yeah, that's I like that scene. It's a fun little like. Uh, What's and going I on? I like the paint. I like the painter's performance in that scene. Yeah. Where he's just like, what the? F- yeah. What the fuck am I doing? They're like the guys, like, what do you think of the painting? And the other guys, like, it's good. And the pa- the, the painter's like whole vibe. His soul leaves his body. <laughs> he's like, oh, I can't believe. Like, oh man. Uh, Two years of art school for this? (laughs) (laughs) That, actually, the guy painting was Hitler. Um, Mm. Okay. Fun fact. Okay. (laughs) Schmidt and Dr. Arnim Zola harness the energies of the Tesseract, intending to use that power to fuel Zola's inventions, mounting an offensive that will change the world. Uh, So, basically, Dr. Arnim Zola, who is... I... I'm okay. I want to talk about Dr. Arnim Zola a little bit. Go off, King. Toby Jones, great actor. <laughs> Love Toby Jones. Toby. Big fan of Toby Jones. Toby he's a, Jones. Toby Jones. I'm, I don't understand really his character and it's like motivations because they often show him being hesitant or like not okay with what's going on, but. No, he is. He's building all these weapons and he's very excited about it. He's a vehicle. Marvel needed a vehicle. They needed someone to be like the little voice of reason, the little ethical spark for the Nazis. But then he's like, no, I'm not going to tell you anything and I'm not going to swallow the cyanide. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. It's just very, it's bizarre. It's just, I think it's a bizarre arc because watching it even this time, I was like, when they showed scenes of him having hesitations, I was like, motherfucker, you don't change yeah. by the end. You don't do anything, you know, I guess he gives them the location uh, of the base at the end, but that's because he was captured. I mean, right. I don't know, the presentation of him as reluctant Nazi, I don't like that. Yeah. I think that if you're, a, if you're building uh, Tesseract weapons for the Nazis evil science division, then maybe yeah. you, you, you're you on board, man. Yeah, yeah. It's too late for second guessing. Exactly. Schmidt discovers Erskine's location and sends assassin Heinz Kruger to kill him. I, I Heinz didn't, Kruger. I, I read over this, um, this Wikipedia page before. There are some names in this that you're going to learn that they did not say in the movie. Yeah, I didn't know that Heinz Kruger was that guy. Heinz Kruger, what a, uh, schnitzel. Yeah. <laughs> schnitzel Wackenschmacken. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Hugo Stieglitz. That's from Inglorious <laughs> Bastards. Thank you. Very good. 
Erskine subjects Rogers to the super soldier treatment, injecting him with a special serum and dosing him with Vita rays. Okay. Uh, now, is it about time for that time in the podcast where we play our favorite little segment? Is it, this medically it, possible? Here's the deal. Yeah, so I just want to say right off the bat, Vita rays are a Marvel invented. They thing. are not like, real. They're not real at all. Uh, they are completely made up by Marvel. I looked it up. They're in the comics a lot, like that, like as like ways that people get powers and stuff like that. But that is not a real thing. But I guess um, obviously you can't turn as a skinny little lad who looks like, frankly, me. <laughs> from like 10 years ago <laughs> you obviously you can't turn that to that but uh there we've got i, I understand there's like steroids or human growth hormones uh, right the sciencey yancey shit in this have any kind of basis in anything well i just have to say that so in the incredible hulk they talk about gamma rays and i'm like okay so there's at least some some scientific stuff here with gamma rays straight up just like ruining your dna but vita mm. rays there's like nothing to stand on here. And of course, yeah, you could talk about uh, steroids and this and that. I mean, there's a whole discussion on epigenetics where you can like uh, ameliorate, turn on, turn off certain genes that would uh, give you some sort of leg up over other people in certain uh, ways. H HGH, you know, the Barry Bonds and Jose Canseco and I'm not, all that. Are, who are those two people? They're baseball players who did steroids. Oh, 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 okay. Cool. I mean, not cool, but yeah. So, Vita <laughs> Rays, not real. I'm trying to think of like, I mean, this, I, I saw it in Spider-Man. I saw it in The Incredible Hulk. There's just these, like, Marvel seems to have these serums. There's a lot of serums. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, pseudoscience serums. And I'll be real with you, I'm here for it, but it does, like, remind me this isn't real. Whereas even in The Incredible Hulk, I was like, gamma rays. I know that that is going to, what, emit a photon or something like that. When that beta, or sorry, when gamma rays, uh, radioactive gamma ray decay, that kind of stuff emits a photon, this and that. But Vita rays, I was like, oh, I didn't study that for the MCAT. Maybe I'm wrong. So I Googled that. <laughs> you look that, it up and it and says Marvel.com. Marvel <laughs> Comic Universe. But I still made a flashcard for it, just in case. Okay. <laughs> Well, good luck. You you should in your interviews for medical school and your uh, your future job opportunities uh, just be like, yeah, I've studied Vita rays. I'm yeah. uh, pretty proficient in uh, the uh, the the use usage of Vita rays to stimulate growth in super soldiers. Yeah, uh, we, uh, we took a couple of samples, made them real strong guys, did a couple of research Vita rays. There were some I ethical considerations. I stuck Timothy Chalamet a couple times, and now he looks like the fucking rock. All right. <laughs> You know, actually, what Timothy Chalamet looks like now was after I was done with him. So picture <laughs> what he looked like before. Picture Lady Bird Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> that dude. See Lady Bird. I'm sorry. You see Lady Bird. It's pretty, pretty good movie. You, these, anyway, this is gonna. Your you're gonna get into. You're gonna get into med school. You're gonna get into med school. It's gonna be great. Um, yeah. I did have one little other science 
question um, for you. Um, they do Hydra mention later water. in the what? Hydra means water. <laughs> Cut off one piece of water. <laughs> Cut off one oxygen. Two more shall take its place. Yeah. Hydrogen. Uh, okay. That yeah, kind also, of made that's sense. Your, that's if, kind of a good if, science joke. If that's your science question, if you cut off someone's head, two <laughs> more heads do not arise. <laughs> I don't know what you know about mitosis, but that's not it, my friend. Okay, that is yeah. not it. <laughs> I don't. I don't know much about mitosis, but I do know that I did figure it was. If I cut my head, you cut off a zombie's head, they die. But if you cut off my head, I get two heads. That's what happened to Marie Antoinette. That's what happened to Marie Antoinette, okay? I'm not. Two I'm heads, not Marie. Two, Two heads, heads, Marie. Marie. <laughs> she said, let us both eat cake. I said, I'm going to have this whole cake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but I did, the later in the film, uh, Steve is in a bar mourning the loss of uh, Bucky, and he's drinking, and he has a little sciencey winesy conversation with Peggy Carter about how his cells are always healing because he has like super healing powers or whatever. Mm -hmm. But because he, his cells are always re, uh, regrowing and replacing themselves, he can't get drunk. Uh, yes. I just wanted to ask you about that, about like, um, I guess drunkenness and cellular regeneration. Is that, is that what that is? Does that make sense? Is that a, was that a... I have a couple, I have a couple things to say about this, um, and none of them will really answer your question, but I will Great. respond with what I do know. So the interesting thing about like cell regeneration is uh, when you have a cell that like is continuously regenerating, that's like basically the basis of a cancer tumor. And there are specific uh, mechanisms in a cell that can cause the cell to basically self-destruct if the cell knows that it's becoming cancerous. And, and if it can't do that, that's when you see tumor growth, right? So uh, there's that. So this idea of like constant regrowth in cells, it's like, okay, this is, this guy is gonna either live forever or develop some sort of mutation that's gonna turn into a tumor. Oh but then gosh. also- what? That would be that would be a good comic book storyline, like people getting the super soldier serum and just instead of getting superpowers, they just die of cancer because. Did you say that was going to be a, a good? It'd be a, a good, good plot. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you said? Because I don't think. Want to so. watch? I want to watch two and a half. I want them the remake Captain America, and it's a harrowing tale of <laughs> they open up the chamber and instead of incredibly buff, uh, ripped Captain it's America, just it's sister. just. It's just a, a, a more dying uh, yeah. person. Uh, that's what I want to see. And then the next two hours is him saying goodbye to everyone. Uh, so so the liver is what is like detoxifying your body from alcohol. So mm -hmm. you would need a lot of alcohol to get drunk. Uh, I think that that is like, I'm, I really wish I knew more about that. I don't know. I mean, the question is uh, uh, inherently ridiculous. It's if I had a super soldier <laughs> and my cells fix, 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 could I not get drunk? It's a silly question, but. Yeah, I don't really. I, yeah, I don't know. I think that that's. Uh, Do you think that there's not a basis that Captain America, fe uh, you know, feasibly, uh, theoretically could have gotten drunk, maybe? No, I think he could have. And I think like. I just think that maybe the uh, the after effects 
would look different, you know? Do you think he like wouldn't have a hangover or something or? No, that's like more of like a dehydration thing. Mm, okay. I would wonder like the effects that alcohol has on your liver, uh, the effects that alcohol has on your brain. I would wonder like the, the liver can regenerate itself if it needs to. It's a cool organ that way. But is that dependent on? Yeah, I don't know. I, let me look into this. Let's look into this. We'll do a bonus episode about Captain America getting drunk. I, I love that. hope that no admissions committee listens to this. Can't wait. Uh, after Rogers emerges from the experiment, taller and more muscular, an undercover Kruger kills Erskine and flees with a vial of the serum. Rogers pursues and captures Kruger, but the assassin avoids interrogation by committing suicide with a cyanide capsule. Uh, I just want to say I love this sequence so much. I see it as one of the iconic sort of superhero sequences. It's just him coming into his powers, yeah. you know, being like, holy, sh- holy shit, I can run really fast. Uh, yeah. Uh, I, and I think it's well paced and it's a good, like, good beat, beat, beat kind of scene. There's a fun thing with a little kid. Who's where- like, oh yeah, don't worry, dude, I can swim. I can swim, go get him. Go get him, <laughs> mister. <laughs> Uh, but what do you think? I mean, this was this was. I mean, we just read a little bit, but it was uh, from from the creation of him to the death of Erskine to uh, the chase down of the Hydra agent. Yeah, I mean, I think more than anything, I was just relieved to not have to look at small Chris Evans anymore because it was just getting to be <laughs> a lot. I kind of felt like almost, I felt like uncomfortable looking at him. But then when mm-hmm. he emerged emerges from this like this robot box, Robox. He is tall and handsome, just like when, uh, you know, when, when SpongeBob goes to the prom with Pearl and he makes his legs longer and gets this a haircut. Is just like when SpongeBob went to prom. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, here I am being like, wait a second. How are his so, pants not tight? Like his pants grew with him. I mean, that's a thing with the Hulk that people have said yeah. for a long time is, you know, uh, they didn't have a scene where uh, Captain America holds a pair of pants up to a fat woman before yeah. getting into the chamber. Uh, yeah, this that would have that would have benefited. That this movie I thought was a little bit more level-headed. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I mean it has it has a, it has my least favorite thing in the world, which is a scene. There's a couple lines where a guy's like racist to an Asian guy. And then the Asian guy is like, I'm American. And then they're yeah, like, well, like, okay, well now we're, now we're friends. And yeah. It's like, wait. Yeah. The guy's still racist. The guy's yeah. still. He's um, like, yeah, what does he say? I'm from like. I'm somewhere. from Fresno. I yeah, think. I'm like, from Fresno. <laughs> so I'm one of the good Asians. <laughs> like the implications <laughs> of that are not okay. Uh, but yeah, it's a, a fun little scene. Chases him down. The guy takes a cyanide capsule, which is gross. I think it's gross when that's the thing that happens. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But with Erskine dead and his super soldier formula lost, U.S. Senator Brandt has Rogers tour the nation in a colorful costume as Captain America to promote war bonds while scientists study him and attempt to reverse engineer the formula. So this, I really like, I like this sequence too. I don't know, it's, it's, it's just a flashy movie in a lot of ways. And this sequence of him going from city to city, doing his little, you know. Little dance. Monkey dance. Yeah. Uh, punching Hitler a bunch. Yeah, uh, it reminded me a little bit of, uh, of um, 
the producers. Have you seen that or yes. seen that play and stuff? So very reminiscent of that, but also reminded me of like guys and dolls and that there's this little like dancing crew with him and the, the establishing this kind of like propaganda America thing. Mm -hmm. But also I thought that Chris Evans slash Captain America did a good job of being like, yeah, this is nice, but I'm not like doing what I signed up for the, for army to do. Yeah. Evans, Evans performance in this is really good. I do want to say a uh, uh, little fun fact about the film, the song that uh, during that sequence, uh, the Star Spangled Man with a Plan, uh, was written by Alan Menken, uh, who, oh, uh, who he did, the did music all for the Aladdin. Disney. Thing. Yeah, oh, he did wow, Aladdin. Okay. He did Beauty and the Beast, Tangled, all that stuff. Uh, right. But they brought him on just to write that one little uh, propaganda ditty. That and little ditty. That's interesting because I love all of the Disney music, but could not, for the life of me, give you the tune of what is it, Captain? Captain America for America. Do, do, for, do, do, for America. Da, 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 yes, Captain America. Oh, 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 okay, yes. Got it. It's just that. He's the star spangled yes. man okay. with a plan. It's very it's 1940s. No, uh, it's, it's, it's no John Philip Sousa, but okay. Look, it's no it's no whole new world. It's uh, no uh, can you feel the love tonight Alan. from Elton John. Hey, Alan, uh, a quick note for you, Mr. Menken, but- uh, Mr. Menken, back to the drawing board. Back to the drawing board, Mr. <laughs> Menken. This wasn't a hit. Um, in 1943, while on tour in Italy, performing for active servicemen, Rogers learns that Barnes's unit was MIA in a battle against Schmidt's forces. I, I like that transition of him doing all the da 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 yeah. da and then him being like, who wants me to suck old Adolf in the jaw? And it's yeah. just reverse shot, soldiers ravaged by war. <laughs> like, yes. yeah. Like, bring the girls out. We feel horrible yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Just like, just little, I... you know, bring out the girls is not Grant. I don't love that. But still, it's, uh, That's it's him, him being like, uh, uh well, I guess I could say some more line. Like, no one gives a yeah. shit about Captain yeah. America. The pro it's the it, I thought it was an effective way to be like the American propaganda machine. Doesn't, they don't care is, about does it. Does not affect when you when it's hit with reality. Um, yeah. He refuses to believe that Barnes is dead. Rogers has Carter and and engineer Howard Stark fly him behind enemy lines to mount a solar rescue attempt. Howard Stark. We haven't talked about Howard Stark. Is Howard in this film. Stark. That's Tony, a, Tony, Stark's Tony Stark's dad. dad. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Hawk. Tony Hawk's, Tony Hawk's dad. dad. Howard Inventor Hawk. Inventor of the skateboard. <laughs> yeah, so so I thought something funny about this movie was that Iron Man 2 spent so much time like lining up uh, who Howard Stark was as a springboard for who Tony Stark is. And that there's this whole thing about Ivan Bonko and Bonko's what father, like actually being the the brains behind the operation. And I thought we were gonna see a little bit of that, but we did not. No, uh, this was, they, they do go into that. I will say uh, we won't be watching it, but there is a, a two season ABC series called Agent Carter, which takes place after the events of this film that follows Peggy Carter and the founding okay. of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, so Agent Howard Carter, Stark. not Rush Hour. Not Rush Hour, <laughs> Agent Carter. <laughs> 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 
Rogers infiltrates the fortress of Schmidt's Nazi division Hydra, freeing Barnes and the other prisoners. Rogers confronts Schmidt, who rem removes a mask to reveal a red skull-like visage that earned him the sobriquet. Oh, why did they use that word in the what Wikipedia is that article? Word? Sobriquet, in, I assume it means nickname. Yeah, a sobriquet is a nickname sometimes assumed, but often given by another that is descriptive in nature. Okay. Oh, like pipsqueak. Yeah, that's, a, that's actually a great example. <laughs> uh, yeah, the red skull. He gives him the, the, the sobriquet, the red skull. Schmidt escapes and Rogers returns to base with the freed soldiers. Not mentioned in this is a scene earlier that we have where Schmidt reveals that he is defecting from the Nazis to be even more evil. Uh, yeah. Which is yeah. double it down, baby. Hitler, Hitler cannot feed his armies for a month. Yet my godlike visage will take over the whole world. If I Go cut off it, my head, two more heads appear. Um, two questions. The yes. guy from WandaVision is not this guy, right? No, that is not, this is not Vision. Uh, this okay. is the Red Skull. But he has the same, he had, they both have red faces. Red yes. skulls. He's more of a magenta, I would say, okay. uh, Vision. He's more of a purple, there's more purple to him. Uh, he's okay. not a bright, evil, fucking, <laughs> gaunt, horrifying red. You can see why I got mixed up with them. Oh, for, for sure. that I yeah. like. I I did not Google Wandavision because I wanted to discuss this with you. Um, okay, sure. This is not also, Wandavision. No. So one of my favorite things about this movie is this this. Mm, what is it called? This plot line where Rogers basically frees a bunch of these like ragtag soldiers and they form like yeah. a nice little like army. And that's a movie that I would see. Like it, it reminded me of Inglorious Bastards. A couple things did from this movie, but there's just this like ragtag team of bumblebees and it's like Abbott and Costello and Melissa yeah. McCarthy and Buster <laughs> Keaton all like putting together like I like they're wearing bucket hats. It's great. I thought it was great. Okay, you're gonna love the next sentence then. So, quick question, Maisie: What are any of those people's names? I couldn't tell you in this film. I I don't Nothing. think they mentioned because they don't fucking say them because they don't say them, but they say them here. <laughs> Rogers recruits Barnes, Dum Dum Dugan. We love to see it. Gabe Jones. Jim Morita, James Montgomery Fallsworth, and Jacques Gernier to attack other known Hydra bases. So that you, is all their names. There is a man in this movie named Dum Dum Dugan, which I bet you can guess which one it was. Was it the Abbott and Costello guy? It was the bowler yeah. cap with the yeah, mustache. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He straight up just wears a bowler cap, has a mustache. He's like any fancy schmancy bartender that I've ever seen. In a cool hotel, which we we've seen these characters before. Yeah, fancy yeah, bartenders. They're, they're archetypes. Movies. They are very very much archetypes. But uh, I did love I love Dum Dum Dugan is so funny in yeah nineteen forties in this. He's just like, all right, you want us to go back there? Next round's on you. <laughs> like, yeah. Okay. So here's very... I love that this list of names uh, is here because like if you asked a bunch of people. To be like, who was, you know, your middle school best pal? People would be like, yeah, you know, Gabe Jones, Jim Morita, <laughs> James Montgomery Fallsworth. And then there's like this guy who's like, dum dum Dugan, great guy. 
You guys remember Dum Dum Dugan? No fucking way. I forgot about him. He's Dum so Dum. Dumb. He's so dumb. He's so dumb. But this is, yeah, I, I agree with you. This is a fun little sequence where they just go from base to base. It's very mon- yeah. montage heavy. You get to see Captain America with his shield uh, for the first time. Um, yes. I will say Stark outfits Rogers with a advanced equipment, most notably a circular shield made of vibranium, a rare, nearly indestructible metal. Vibranium also not real, also invented for the Marvel Universe. And, and we stolen will from hear Africa. Vibranium in the future. Stolen yes, from Africa. Yes, you, you did see Black Panther. Uh, yes. Great. Uh, yes, Rogers and his team sabotage various Hydra operations while he and Carter begin to fall in love. Do we, how do we, you not into it? Not into it. I watched this movie with my brother and he was really all over this Rogers and Carter thing. And I honestly was like, it feels forced. It feels like she's just there as a as a plot device. I mean, she's pretty and I like the idea of like, them wanting to have like a dance together and whatever. But I was like this, uh, whatever. I didn't see the chemistry. There's a lot, there's a lot of emotional weight given to this relationship throughout all these movies. And if you're not on board, that's great. I was on board by the end, but at the beginning I was like, she's just here to be a piece of ass. Yeah, no, in a lot of ways, like she doesn't, does she do much in this movie? I mean, she does. She's got that hot much. little scene where she tells the soldier, oh, she punches that one soldier. And I was like, oh, yes, I'm on yeah. board. <laughs> where it's like, all right, you know, she's she she's a lady and you can't fuck with it. That was much yeah. better where it was where we were talking about how there's the dumb, dumb Dugan says to Jim Marita, oh, they just take anyone in the army. And he's like, I'm from yeah. Fresno and they're friends. <laughs> in this one, it's like, hey, I didn't know they let dames in the army. She just fucking punches them in the face. Yeah. Like that's, yeah. that's better. It reminded like me, that better. this is one of the other 10 movies I've seen, but <laughs> in Remember the Titans, <laughs> when Denzel Washington yes. is like, if you show up late, you will run a mile. If you show up too early, you will run a mile. That's great. <laughs> Losing my place. Uh, in 1945, the team assaults a train carrying Zola. Uh, they need to capture Zola because they're learning that uh, Schmidt is doing some crazy stuff. Uh, Rogers and Jones, okay, the guy's name is Jones, uh, succeed in capturing Zola, but Barnes falls from the train to his death. Apparent death, dead. it says. It says apparent death, yes, uh, which... I tried to keep away from it. Oh. (laughs) All good. Uh, Using information extracted from Zola, the final Hydra stronghold is located in Rogers, leads an attack to stop Schmidt from using weapons of mass destruction on major American cities. Uh, But uh, not just major American cities. Uh, There is kind of a world domination aspect to, to Schmidt's plan, where they're like, Berlin is on this map. And he's like, so it is. I shall do what I must do. Berlin, they say it kind of weird. They're like Berlin or something stupid. I said well, that's Germans. That's just how they say it. I said they should pronounce it the way we pronounce it. <laughs> Captain America. <laughs> um uh, the Hogwarts Express, we lose Bucky, and that sucks, and that's really sad. And I think this is probably yeah. a good time for me to tell you what I thought the ending was gonna be. Great, perfect. 
All right, team, time for my favorite segment of calling the ending. I pause the movie about halfway through or wherever I kind of deem the plot to be taking a little moment, uh, and I try and call what the ending is. So this is verbatim what I wrote down. Um, Captain America falls into the fire of serum juices and becomes stronger forever and lives forever due to serum juice. Peggy falls in love but breaks up with him because, quote, you're immortal and I can't do that unquote <laughs> and that was and presumably schmidt takes over the world <laughs> and i was not far off you weren't far off um uh <laughs> he goes down serum juices forever he just mid movies just like i need more of the juice give me the juice give me baby. more of that juice and it's just like we don't have it the guy died Give me more of the juice. Tell me about mommy wants juicy. Mommy wants juicy. Mommy wants a red skull. <laughs> Ew. Keep going. Yeah. What if mid this movie, he takes more serum, the experimental one, and then Chris Evans has. So then we would have little skinny baby boy Chris Evans. We would have Ooh. normal buff Chris Evans. And then we would have Chris Evans with red skull face. Yes, that is how autosomal recessive genes work. Just kidding. <laughs> Again, admissions committee, I understand how science works, I promise. <laughs> Using information extracted from Zola, the final Hydra stronghold is located and Rogers leads an attack to stop Schmidt from using weapons. I already read that thing. Rogers climbs aboard Schmidt's aircraft as it takes off, gets a kiss from Peggy. We get a little, little smooch from Pegs. From and Babs. then you get from Babs. Babs gives him a smooch, and then uh, you get a funny little, you know, kind of kind of homophobic, favorite, heteronormative fa line. Favorite mo moment. Sorry, favorite moment in this whole movie is Tommy Lee Jones saying, "And I'm not kissing you. <laughs> I'm not kissing you. Come on, soldier." He is so good. I do love Tommy Lee Jones. He just he just cuts through dialogue real well. He's there's, great at there's, this. There's a, the mo he's so good at scolding. Like when he's scolding Peggy earlier about like, we just had a lot of men going on. Go, 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 I just lost Captain America. You're a bit all because you had a crush. <laughs> I don't know how Everybody many things we got to sign today to do, do to say goodbye to the soldier. It's just, he just goes. He just, yeah. his, his pedals on the, on the It's floor. great. And I was like, I haven't forgotten that you were in Men in Black, pal. I haven't forgotten. <laughs> I will never forget. He is strangely not the national treasure of the movie that I had down. No. Okay. Well, no. And we'll get we to will, it. We will get to it. Uh, the... I do want to say my favorite story about Tommy Lee Jones is Tommy Lee Jones was in Batman Forever as Harvey Two-Face. Oh, uh, yeah. Harvey Two-Face Dent in the Jim Carrey as the Riddler one. Yes. And How could I forget? My favorite story. Another green Jim, suit. Jim Carrey told a story about how how much he hated, like Tommy Lee Jones hated Jim Carrey. Oh. And how they had started filming for a little bit uh, and then they, uh, Jim Carrey was going out to a restaurant and he saw Tommy Lee Jones was at the restaurant. He was like, oh, hey, I'm just gonna go say hi to Tommy Lee Jones. And then he walked up to him and he was just mortified to see him. Because, and, wow. and, and, and my favorite Tommy Lee Jones quote from Jim Carrey, apparently Tommy Lee Jones said this to him, was, 
I cannot sanction your buffoonery. Oh, snap. Which is such like a fuck you. you I saw I say he's Ventura, you're talking out of your butthole. I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Meanwhile, I don't know if you've seen if you ever see Batman Forever, Tom Lee Jones is way over the top and crazy acting in that movie. So yeah, I cannot I, sanction his buffoonery either. Yeah. We're sanctioning buffooneries. We are yeah. No. I also uh Jeff Jeff Daniels. What is his name? Jack Daniels? Jeff Daniels. And Dumb and Dumber said he also didn't like working Jack with Jack Daniels. <laughs> that he didn't like working with Jim Carrey either. Dude gets a bad really? rep as being yeah, kind of hard mean, to work with. There is that whole uh when he played Andy Kaufman, he was like really shitty. Like yeah. he did method acting and he was like a dickhead to people. I don't know. Great. Jim Carrey, get your shit together. If you're listening, Jim. <laughs> You've had a life. A lot of people pissed off at you, all right? You can't just do Sonic. You can't just do Sonic and everything's fine, all right? (laughs) Finkel is Einhorn. Finkel is Einhorn. It's so transphobic. What a monstrous monstrous plot point. Has not aged well. Aged the the worst? The most poorly? Okay. Uh, Rogers climbs aboard Schmidt's aircraft as it takes off. During the subsequent flight, the Tesseract's container is damaged. Schmidt physically handles the Tesseract, which opens a wormhole into space, sucking him into it. We got another wormhole! We got another wormhole! Uh, Yeah, this final action sequence uh, where he goes up in the plane and there's a little thing where he does like a uh, where he hops in one of the planes and he's like shooting the other guy. They do like a little dogfight type thing. Um, and then he fights the Red Skull. And here's the thing that I, that I want to note. The Red Skull, in this movie, he says, like, I'm fucking jealous of you. He essentially says that to him. He's just like, uh, you know, I was supposed to be the one. It's yeah. from a God complex perspective. But he's like, I was supposed to be the one. What makes you so special? And he's just like, nothing. And he just punches him in the face. And then he just gets scooped up into the world. So does this mean that he's like the... now into land of Thor, Thorland? What is it? No, he's 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 presumed dead. He's okay. he's sucked up in a way. Hugo Weaving doesn't want to be in these movies anymore. Got uh, it. Do not anticipate seeing Red. Skull. So they didn't just uh, write him out of the movie. They they scooped him. They sucked him out via the wormhole. That's how I want to go. It is an interesting. It is an interesting thing to have a movie where it's purely good versus evil. The the mm-hmm. a good kid from brooklyn with a good heart just wants to help and and i am worse than the nazis yeah schmidt and to have the him be beaten by oh i i got sucked away i didn't get like beat like captain yeah. america didn't beat the shit out of me and yeah, like, he say, good like wins. kind of a cop-out yeah it's a bit of a cop-out i will say that that is an aspect of this movie that i wasn't too fond on something that i did th- uh all right, something that this movie was lacking for me was they're going to mention Brooklyn this many times. I need there to be like a Brooklyn guy who's just like, whoa, just like I made me. I'm going home to get some Italian food with mine. We're just doing this in Brooklyn. I'm a tough guy. And there wasn't that. <laughs> and I missed yeah, that it's in a, this movie. It's a real, no, there wasn't any of that. <laughs> but we, I think we provided it enough of it because that's the one voice that we do when we do a <laughs> yeah. voice on this podcast. <laughs> The only character hey, I got. Come on. 
I do want like, what's going on? I'm Captain America. I'm fucking walking with a shield here. I'm walking yeah. with a shield. He got a little Stevie Rogers from down the road. He just is a big boy now. You see that Stevie Rogers? Oh my god, he really he blew he ballooned that boy. Yeah. You want to get some pastrami? Okay. Uh, my daughter's single. My daughter's single. Yeah, but you keep your fucking hands off her. <laughs> Uh, yeah, um, wormhole in space. The Tesseract burns through the plane and is lost in the ocean, seeing no way to land the plane without the risk of detonating its weapons. Rogers radios Carter and says goodbye to her before crashing into the Arctic. Tragic. Very, uh, very sad. A man out of time. Um, It's truly the same ending as Titanic. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god, yeah. Oh, fuck, yeah. I know what they say. Leonardo DiCaprio is Captain America. <laughs> That's who I've been saying it for years. Every year. Stark later recovers the Tesseract from the ocean floor, but is unable to locate Rogers or the craft, presuming him dead. The Tesseract being the necklace in this situation. The Tesseract being the cube, the cosmic cube. No, the necklace in Titanic is what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, there's that, too. He has a, he has a claw machine. Oh, my God. <laughs> This movie, bar. Oh God, do we? Did I like this movie that much, or did it just remind me of Titanic? <laughs> Someone always either James Cameron either a handshake or an apology. <laughs> okay, Rogers awakens in a 1940s style hospital room, hearing a radio broadcast of a baseball game that he attended in 1941. Rogers grows suspicious, flees outside, and finds himself in present-day Times Square where S.H.I.E.L.D. director Nick Fury informs him that he has been asleep for nearly 70 years. Captain America sadly says, I had a date, though, or something like that. I honestly, uh, I thought this was the post credit scene, and it is not, so I it scrambled to watch the post credit scene. But in uh, digesting this one, could you imagine if you ran out into... Times Square, seventy years in the future. My God, like from how, today, like, how horrifying would it be? Like, what? Yeah. Okay, what's Times Square gonna look like in seventy years from now? It's gonna. Is there just gonna be more? Yeah. <laughs> Bright the, lights and shit. The Bubba Gump shrimp will be there forever. It's got a uh, a <laughs> contract that says three million years. <laughs> it would be horrifying. Like imagining that just. I don't know. I, I, I've had, you know, these kind of thought experiments of like, what if, what if I was, you know, just suddenly in the future, would I lose yeah. my fucking mind? Would anyone, you know? Well, would... I, yeah, he doesn't like have any response to the fact that, I don't know, Wicked is still touring or anything like that. But, <laughs> but like, I, how could, mm, yeah, I would be freaked the fuck out. And he doesn't freak out as much as much as I wish he would have. Well, cause he's a level-headed Captain America. He's a soldier. He's a soldier boy, tell him. He's soldier he's the number boy, one. tell him. Yeah, but then a... this dude with an eye patch tells him what's what. Could you imagine if someone, so you're catapulted into Times Square <laughs> in 2100, yeah. and then like, I don't know, uh, Billy Eilish with a peg leg comes over to you and tells you what's the future. <laughs> that is like, true. Do, do you think Steve, Steve Rogers is just like, oh shit, is everyone wearing eye patches now? Is yeah, it's like, like the first person you meet is like, 
Sam Jackson dressed like he's in the Matrix with an eye patch. Just yeah. the eye patch. The first thing I could think of was pirates. That's why I said peg leg. No, yeah, it's oh god. The what is that? The fashion now? Are you are you a pirate? If someone walked up to me and I and I'm Captain America, and I've been frozen after uh, destroying the most evil Nazi skull man in the world, and I have crashed into the sea, and then I suddenly wake up. And I am face to face with a man with an eye patch. I'm punching him. Yeah. I'm gonna be like, you're evil too. There's no way you're not evil. But no. As you should. As you should. Punch eye patch people. Uh the post-credit scene in this film uh was just a trailer for the Avengers. Yeah. Uh, which was very exciting when I saw it in uh, this movie in theaters in 2011 because there had been no footage or anything released on that. Uh, but yeah, I guess, uh, that's Captain America. Yeah. Little million dollar baby moment at the end there. That's what I liked. Little million dollar baby moment. Uh, the <laughs> film was pretty financially successful. Um, not as successful as the two Iron Man films, probably comparably, uh, financially successful to Thor. The box office is really going to jump up once we hit the next one, uh, which is Ooh. the Avengers. Um, this was the last time you're going to see the Paramount logo before mm. when the movie starts uh, as the transition from Paramount to Disney uh, officially starts with the Avengers. Uh, yeah, I guess overall thoughts on- I really liked this movie. Yeah. I, uh, I, I think I, um, this movie kind of stands alone. You know, you could watch it without knowing anything else about, uh, about Marvel, but also like you gotta have a little dose of like, yeah, this is a superhero yeah, comic universe and anything is possible. Um, <laughs> yeah. Suspend your disbelief. Uh, yeah. They did not have this technology in 1940. So um, I just have to say that my uh, National Treasure casting award. Yeah. God, National Treasure. Uh. Goes to all of the cameos in this movie. Uh, right off the bat, Stan Lee as like a soldier saying, oh, I thought he would be taller. Yeah, it was a good, that's a good little joke. Yeah. And I, I think that's the first time he's like talked in a... Cameo, what did he, what did he do? What was he in Thor? What was the He's cameo backing up Thor? The truck oh yeah, he, the truck, yeah. Okay, yeah. no, he did, he, so he does talk, but yeah, the, he, he, he gets, he get. this is how you should expect a Stanley cameo, is he yeah. just does like a, he's there for a one-liner, for like a, love oh, it, that's I'm all I need. Stan Lee. And it's yeah. like not forced, it's like an adorable little, like this, that was in a very enjoyable little moment. Yeah. Um. We talked about Argus Filch from Harry Potter slash the Walder mm -hmm. Frey. Yeah. Um, we have probably most notably the butler from Parent Trap plays uh, one of the uh, enlistment people and is like, no, you can't come to the Oh army, my God, kid. that is him. Yeah. That is him. He's got oh, a cute God. little handshake with uh, Lindsay Lohan. Not a cute little handshake with it. Yeah. And then also a random sighting of Natalie Dormer from- Natalie Dormer, uh, yeah. What's her name? Margarine? Marjorie? Marjorie Mar Tyrell. Yeah. Yeah. It, I, it is, that is kind of a funny little scene because this was pre, like Game of Thrones, pre, yeah. uh, pre uh, her becoming sort of a known actress. Uh, so it is kind of funny that she just has the horny for Captain America yeah. role in this movie. She's got that little uh, makeout scene. It's great. Mm-hmm. And then Peggy's mm -hmm. all mad and she fucking tries to shoot him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what if the shield yep. didn't work? What if that was- <laughs> Come on, just... Babs, cool it. 
Cool it, Babs. You gotta get your smooch. <laughs> I'm um, not kissing you. I, I'm not kissing you. Uh, I have a uh, potential new segment for you. Okay. This is maybe may just be a one-time thing. Sure. So I watched this movie with my brother, who really likes the Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like to call this segment, My Brother Asked Me to Ask You uh, okay. the Following Question. And I have Great. no idea what this question means, but I will uh, let you do the talking. <laughs> Wonderful. This, uh, he wants to know what the best character actor between 2002 and 2012 is between uh, Hugo Weaving and someone by the name of Jackie Earl Healy. Jackie Earl Healy, yeah. Jackie Earl Healy played um, uh, Rorschach in the Watchmen movie. Um, I really don't, if I'm being honest, I don't know really much else that he did. I know he he was Freddy Krueger in the Nightmare on Elm Street reboot thing that they did. So I'm gonna, I'm just gonna go with Hugo Weaving. Just, I think 2002, he's specifically noting that because Hugo Weaving is in the Lord of the Rings films Ah. as Elrond. Um, I love Hugo Weaving. I love Hugo Weaving. I love him. I think he's so good in everything he does. He's hammy and campy as hell here, doing a weird accent. He's great in the Matrix movies as the as the Agent Smith. I, I would say Hugo Weaving, uh, because Jackie Earl Healy, I really only know from from Watchmen. So okay. and I and I don't love that movie. So Okay, that that does not mean anything to me almost because it's a question he asked me to ask you. I also great. have never seen uh, the Matrix movies or the Lord of the Rings movies. So it sounds yeah. like I have some homework to do. Sounds like we have a season two of this. <laughs> <laughs> what an Easter egg. I've only seen 10 movies, but I've seen them a million times. Uh, final thoughts. Uh, great movie. You, you really enjoyed it. You, this was, I think it's uh, at a certain point, once we, once we hit like the marks of the f- ends of each of the phases, we'll do like a ranking uh, but you would put this as your favorite so far. Yeah, I like this one a lot. Um, yeah. I enjoyed it. I thought it wasn't uh, cheesy like some of the last stuff we've seen was. Uh, yeah, this one I think was, uh, yeah, so far my favorite, I think. The cheese works. I think the romance in it, like even though you weren't into it, I think that it's the compared to like uh, Betty Bop or whatever the fuck from uh, Incredible Hulk. Oh, yeah. Uh, like who, and how Natalie Portman is just kind of, like a bumbling there yeah, yeah. uh yeah. this was a bit more you know you're getting hey, there this nice we're that works closer to to how it works yeah and she's yeah. given like a role where she's actually like yeah it doesn't her her respect doesn't just fly out the window when a guy is around yeah uh so up next next episode is gonna be is, is a big one it's the avengers it's the, the first avengers. avengers film written and directed by Joss Whedon, um, uh, very unfortunately. Uh, but oh, is that a bad thing? He's like a creepo, fuckboy, piece of shit guy. Okay. He wrote a lot of, uh, he spearheaded a lot of feminist television. Like he wrote Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh. Um, and has been praised for like how he writes women. Uh, okay. And then it recently came out that he's like a, a, like a real fucking asshole. Uh, oh geez okay i don't know who that is, this um, is so this is uh this is news to me great well uh, written directed by joss whedon uh it's i really like 
the Avengers. It's probably it's 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 a uh, it, it's I think it's very well done, and uh, it's gonna be the first time that we really get huge crossover stuff because Sweet. in each of the movies you get little hints and you get little post credits teasers and stuff. But this is uh this is it. We got we got the Avengers. Let's get it, baby. Let's go, yeah. Avengers. It's gonna be great. Do you have any anticipations for it? No, honestly, whenever I think about the Avengers, I think it's uh, Chris Evans and Jessica Alba and then someone who's made of rocks. And that's, I, none of that I believe is accurate. That is, the fantastic, that is the Fantastic <laughs> Four that we were yeah. talking about before. Uh, yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. I hope you are as well. This is going to yes. be, uh, this will, the next one will be a fun one. Um, cool. And that will be, that will end phase one. Next week, we will be uh, done with phase one of the MCU. Great. Thanks everyone for listening. If you're uh, listening to us every week or twice a week or however long we're doing this, go ahead and give these movies a watch and, and follow along with us. And yeah. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank Good night. you. Good night. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good luck. Good luck out there. Goodbye. And and remember, Cap Captain America. Uh, America's yeah. great. There's nope. nothing wrong with America. America's never done anything bad. There's a reason why this movie was not set during, I don't know, Vietnam or oh, <laughs> Afghanistan. That's Tropic Thunder's job. That's Tropic Thunder's job, and we're not taking it. All right. Over and out. The Marvelous Miss Maisie is a Unicow Media podcast. Music by Brian Parmalee, who you can follow on Instagram at Bodie underscore Foster. Cover art by Rachel Severance, who you can follow at Rachel Approves. Follow the podcast on Instagram at Marvelous Miss Maisie Pod, and if you like it, remember to subscribe wherever it is you get your podcasts. You can also follow Maisie on Instagram at O underscore my underscore laud 624, and Tim on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at HaHaTimBridge. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. <laughs>